0: The Guardian.
1: We're almost at that time of year again. Yes, Valentine's Day. It's this weekend, by the way. But this year, for lots of couples, it's probably going to be a little bit different pushed together or apart by lockdowns, self isolation, or social distancing. At the start of the pandemic, many people in relationships had to make difficult decisions. Should they move in together, or potentially not see one another in person for weeks or months on end? Whichever choice couples made, it will have undoubtedly put new stresses and strains on their relationship. But for those who did decide to live together, or already did, being in the same place day in and day out also presented opportunities to fast-track intimacy, see a lot more of their partner and get to know them like never before. So. As Valentine's Day approaches, we wanted to explore how living in each other's pockets has impacted on emotional and physical intimacy. We even got a few couples to spill the beans on what it's been like to be in love during lockdown.
2: Don't think about it too much, Emily. Just, yeah, just go with it.
0: (laughs) Hi Science Weekly, I'm Emily and I've been in lockdown with my partner Lawrence since...
2: Um, last March, since lockdown well, began, if not mid-February.
0: I work in a school, but I've been shielding since the end of March. So that means I've mainly been based in um, our studio room. So um, me and Lawrence work in the same room. Um, I'm an artist, who's a musician.
2: Hi Science Weekly, I'm Jeremy, I'm 30 years old. Uh, And I locked down with my girlfriend, Megan, at the very start of the first lockdown, back in March 2020. We both work in the theatre industry, so we have gone from working to having almost no work and spending 24-7 time together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy
3: lived about five minutes away from me um, before lockdown. So when lockdown was announced he ran over to his packed up two plastic bags of stuff and came back here so he's been living in my pajamas for about six months. And for the singles out there
1: whether you're reveling in your freedom or staring down the barrel of months more sexual seclusion there may be something in here to help with the other close relationships you might have right now be it cohabitants, flatmates,
3: parents, maybe even your cat. Having a similar routine? That really helps. Having fun, trying to have fun in the stressful time, and ensuring that there's um, alone time as well as together time. I'm Linda Geddes, and you're listening to Science Weekly. <clears throat> Sorry, I feel like I need to cough. I don't know why. I don't need to cough.
1: <laughs> I interviewed a coughing expert, and she said the way to stop coughing if you if you can't stop coughing is to swallow.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Deborah Bailey-Rodriguez. I am a lecturer at Middlesex University, lecturer in psychology. Um, And um, well, apart from the lecturing, I do some research into couple relationships. Deborah, the pandemic has
1: resulted in all sorts of changes to many areas of our lives, but a significant impact has been on our relationships, you know, with our friends, our family, and as we're looking at today, within couples. What kinds of challenges have romantic partners had to
3: face over the past year? It's been quite an adjustment and quite a sudden adjustment, um, especially, you know, going into the first lockdown quite suddenly the way that we did back in, in March 2020. Um, there's been quite a few challenges, such as um, adjusting to being with each other together all day, every day and um, not being able to to leave the house. You know, the confinements of the house, um, you know, things like um, how, how do you balance chores now that you're both home together all the time? How do you have personal time? How do you have alone time? What does togetherness mean? I wonder about those those people
1: um, who had just got together at the start of the pandemic and then they were told by the government that they had to choose between either not seeing each other or testing their relationship and moving in together
3: straight away. That's right. I mean, moving in together um, in any case is is a life event. It's a huge adjustment, a huge transition. You have to adjust to someone else's routine, someone else's toothbrush, someone else's habits um, and things that might annoy you. And then you add the pandemic. So the pandemic is, you know, it's a stressor. It's a continuous low level stressor. It's not low level at the time, it's it's highly stressful, but I feel it, it's becoming kind of like our new normal. And so sometimes it fades into the background, but it's there creating stress the whole time. And so that is a, a massive transition for, for any relationship um, to be tested alongside moving in together. Some couples I know that uh, decided against moving in together and had to adjust to seeing each other through Skyping, through Zooming. And that's been really difficult on them, because apart from the second lockdown, they've all been kind of open-ended.
1: You did a study investigating how couples coped when they were locked down together. Why did you want to look into this?
3: So I did the research with my um, colleague, Katie Anderson, who also, um, she's also a lecturer um, in psychology at Middlesex University. And um, we know that lockdown creates a sudden shift in like how daily life was negotiated. And we know that the impact of couple relationships on mental health is also something that's quite well established um, impacting on health, life satisfaction, well-being of partners and children. And so, stressful life events like this, um, the pandemic and the lockdown, um, and how couples respond to these affects the quality of the couple relationship. So, a couple relationship is like a hub, um, and it you know permeates throughout personal mental health, the couple functioning. If there's children, it impacts on the children. And adding to that, that we were suddenly being asked to work from home as well. There is previous research that found that um, remote working increases levels of stress and isolation. But then there is other research that says that employees are less stressed. So it's quite mixed previous findings and the impact of that on the couple relationship, um, that there's more conflicts in the relationship um, experience regarding work and family life when trying to balance these aspects of life. We did the study because we wanted to explore how couples experienced this lockdown and how they negotiated daily life under the lockdown and how it impacted on mental health um, and well-being as well.
2: I would say the biggest challenge for me personally and perhaps us as a couple is that we enjoy our own space, but that choice has been taken away from us because we have to spend all the time all day we 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 quite quickly said told each other we weren't going to take anything to heart if someone wanted to go on a walk on their own not to take that as a personal sort of oh i've got to be away from you we just both value our own Mm. uh solo time
0: yeah yeah definitely
3: talk me through what you did in the study then we looked for participants who were in an established couple relationship we we looked for those that had lived together for at least 6 months prior to the first lockdown starting and that we asked that part- the participants or their partner were working from home during their lockdown so that you know we could get um, some data on the remote working and how couples negotiated working from home as well We had 21 participants in total. We conducted a qualitative study, which means that we looked in depth at the couple's experiences, their daily life. So what kinds of things did you observe then? We are in the process of analysing the data, but um, we've got some preliminary findings that we can um, discuss here now. So um, most uh, couples expected that being in close proximity with each other all the time would lead to more arguments or annoyances. But instead, what was really interesting is um, that most of them adapted their communication patterns and they um, had better communication and, you know, their relationship grew stronger. One of the key things is that the lockdown, it magnified existing problems. For example, um, if, if there was tension already, um, it could be felt bubbling just beneath the surface. More things were, were niggly. Um, there were, you know, it, it was easier to, to bicker, have disagreements with your partner over things that wouldn't normally have been an issue. I remember a participant saying that um, she ate her, her partner's chocolate that he had been saving, um, and he got really annoyed at her for that another participant she was um she was dusting and um, dropped her her partner's um, video games on the floor while she was dusting and he got really really annoyed at her with that but you know arguments disagreements could stem from a place of stress from the uncertainty of the pandemic context that we're in
0: what's the biggest challenge i found being locked down together i certainly find it quite difficult Every time I leave our room, Lawrence says, "Oh, you're going to make a cup of tea," and and, uh, quite often I'm not. (laughs) But it's just that little bit of guilt (laughs) in tea making.
3: (laughs) At the same time, it magnified um, the lockdown, magnified existing closeness. So couples felt closer having more time for each other more understanding of each other and this was really interesting because it was in, in a lot of different ways so there was more balance in chores and in some cases partners also felt as though their partner understood what their work was about they had better insight as to what their, their partner was doing all day at work um they didn't you know they they said that they hadn't fully grasped it, uh, their work or its demands previously although they knew what their partner was doing so they had now had more insights and in some cases more respect for their partner's work and that made the the couple stronger they felt more understood
2: I think the best thing for me is spending more time I think with you Emily because where we'd normally be working our jobs outside of the house in separate locations we'd only be seeing each other a few hours you know, each day whereas this has meant that you know, we've been able to spend a lot more time together, and I think a lot of positives have come from that, both in strength, strengthening our relationship, but also seeing how each other works and, and learning more about each other in, in that respect as well. Mm.
3: Yeah. Lockdown allowed more opportunity to tune into each other. So, for example, to notice if the other one is having a rough time, to show support and comfort. And this greater awareness throughout the day of how the other is doing also fosters closeness, connection, and open communication, which impacted. Um, positively on the relationship if there was conflict you didn't want that festering around you were stuck in the house together
1: what about physical intimacy how has the pandemic affected our sex lives
3: so for some couples they found that they had um they were having more sex than before because they they had more time um, to spend together they had more energy they didn't have the morning commute they could spend more time in bed in the morning and at night for example um or throughout the day as well if there was if there were opportunities during the day to show intimacy or have sex but um but other couples they um they weren't always having, you know, this wasn't the case for everyone. There were other couples that weren't having uh, as much sex as as they used to. Those especially that really valued their kind of separateness and independence and alone time so that they had kind of more separate routines. But um this was now gone. You know, they were together the whole time. How can we adapt our
1: relationships to being together in the same place all the time successfully?
3: <laughs> yes, well, good question. Um, I think having a similar routine, that really helps Um Having fun, trying to have fun in the stressful time um, and ensuring that there's um, alone time as well as together time. Having personal time to do your own thing as well um, really impacts positively on the relationship because, you know, your own needs are being met. And that fosters, um, you know, um, a place of, of trust that your other partner can give you that space and then you can come together together. It also creates an opportunity for new conversation. You know, if you imagine we're repeating the same day over and over, some of of us feel that way, Groundhog Day. It creates new opportunities for for new things to, to be spoken about.
1: And seeing as Valentine's Day is coming up, what about physical intimacy? How can we use psychology to improve
3: things in the bedroom? To improve things in the bedroom, we need to think about what happens outside of the bedroom as well. Having those points of connection throughout the day, um, that's that's really, really important. So, you know, sharing a kiss. The Gottman Institute, they talk about a six-second kiss and a daily kiss, which, you know, releases oxytocin, the hormone um, that increases good feelings, connection, comfort, and
0: um, strengthens bonds. The best thing about living in close proximity, 24 hours a day, with, with Jeremy, has been it's just it's just fun. I think we were in quite a nice stage of the relationship
3: to move in. So it was everything was still really fun and I worked away a lot for work so we didn't spend a huge amount of time together beforehand. So it felt like yeah. Really really nice to be able to spend a decent amount of time.
2: Yeah. I think um I'm a terrible chef but I've enjoyed learning to cook with Megan in the kitchen.
0: Learning to cook Holding, I think holding
2: not. the spatula. <laughs> yeah,
3: having fun, creating um, fun and playfulness, um, having the kind of similar routine again that helps with like tiredness and being on the same page, being on the same team. So, expressing affection throughout the day through small acts that's really appreciated and just makes your partner feel. Loved, you know, you're demonstrating affection, and all of that just fosters um, good feelings for, for for sex.
1: Or just go and slip into something a little more comfortable.
3: Or can do that, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, that would be a nice transition point as well from your work clothes into something, yes, a little more comfortable. <laughs>
1: Well, um, Deborah Bailey-Rodriguez, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been really fascinating hearing what you've had to say about this issue. No problem. Thank you for having me on. It's been great to to talk about this with you. Take care. Let's hope it doesn't go on for too much longer. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Thanks again to Deborah for joining us and to our couples for sharing their experiences. If you have a question or comment you'd like to send in to us, do email scienceweekly at theguardian.com. We'll be back on Tuesday. Until then, happy Valentine's, Galentine's, or if you're just not feeling in the mood, well, happy weekend to you and to all those you love.
0: Goodbye. Mwah. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com podcasts.